Good morning, and thank you for joining us for this service. Thank you for coming together and being a part of the church today. Wherever you're joining us from, however you're joining us, whether it's on YouTube or the Church Online platform or wherever you are, thank you so much for making time to come together. You know, you can be an encouragement to others just simply by having a chat in the chat and letting us know you're being a part of us today. Thank you for, for doing that and for, for sharing these messages with your friends and other people so that they too can hear the, the message about Jesus Christ, the love He has for you. You know, God knows you. He understands the challenges that you're facing. He cares about you. And I really pray that today's service would bring encouragement and hope and inspire you in this season, even as we go through these difficult times. You know, the last few weeks I've talked a little bit about how God's Word brings life to us. And this morning we did we're going to begin a new series looking at the book of 2 Corinthians, the letter Paul wrote to the people in Corinth. And we've titled this new series, Not Afraid. And I just want to acknowledge that after I came, decided on this uh, title, that uh, it may in part have been inspired by a series through Life Church, Pastor Craig Grishel. Uh, the content is new, the title is the same, but I believe it is God's message to us. It's His it's His desire for us that we would know that we do not have to be afraid. We want to stand and say, I am not afraid through the season that we're in, through the challenges that we're going through. God's plan for you, every single one of you watching today, is that you would be able to stand and say, I am not afraid because I know the love of God for me. And uh, right now, there is, there is so much fear in the world. There's so much anxiety in the world today. And that was before the coronavirus began. There is so much fear and anxiety in our world today. Anxiety is a, a crippling thing for so many people. And if that's you today, I really pray that this message, this series, will speak into your life and into your situation. I don't know about you, but I've, I've stopped watching the news as much as I was. When the coronavirus really became an issue around the world, I was, I was watching the news every night. I was tuning in to find out what the latest is. And I, I just realized that it was beginning to consume me. I, I, I realized it was really... Um, getting a hold of my thoughts, and I made a conscious decision to say, no, I'm, I'm not going to do that every night anymore. So I downloaded the, the government coronavirus app, and you may want to do the same, and now every time there's a new regulation, a new law brought in, I, I get a, a notification, so I know the rules that we have to work within. But we don't want to be consumed by fear. There are so many people in the world that, is, that are consumed by fear, and that anxiety spreads. And we don't want to be caught up in that. And I don't want to tune into that every day. I want to, I want to tune into God. I want to hear what He's saying. And I want to be a person of faith who, who trusts in what God is saying. You know, you, you may be afraid. There may be an anxiety about your employment, about your financial position. Maybe you're not sure if you're going to have your job next week. And there's some uncertainty about those things. And I understand that. But I believe God can speak into our situation that we are not afraid even though we face these struggles. Maybe you're wondering if the government uh, packages are, are going to help you out in your situation and in your challenges. Maybe there's a whole lot of questions that you don't know the answers to, but I believe God wants to speak into your life that we would not be afraid in Jesus' name. You know, Paul wrote the letter of 2 Corinthians to the, these, the people in Corinth that he could not go and see at that time. He was isolated from them. And in the same way, I would, I would love to come and meet with you in your home and, and have a cuppa and, and, and share with each other and, and hear what you're going through and your struggles and, and your challenges. But we can't get together and do that today. We can't even meet together in one building. But praise God, we can share this message, this service, this time together. 
And Paul couldn't go and be with them, but he wrote this letter to the people in Corinth to encourage them. It was to the people of Corinth and the people all over Greece. They were scattered, they were in different places, but Paul sent this out to every one of them. And I pray that this message that is sent out to each one of us who are scattered and isolated from each other will really bring hope to us in Jesus' name. We know that Paul had been to Corinth before. He'd, he'd preached the gospel, the message about Jesus Christ to them. And many had responded to the gospel. It, it says that, uh, we know that Corinth was not a godly place. Corinth was a, a city, on the, it was a port city. And there was many people coming and going. There was about 250,000 people who lived, who, who were residents of Corinth, plus another 400,000 people who were slaves. Why they were separated as different categories, that probably says something itself about the, the city of Corinth in that time. It was not a godly place. And, uh, you know, the city of Corinth, it's about, a, you can still go to that place today. It is, uh, you can see the ruins and some of the artifacts and things from Corinth. It's about 100 miles from Athens. And Paul had been there, he'd preached, he'd gone away, and then other people had come into the city of Corinth. And they'd taught different things, they'd taught false teachings, they'd influenced the people of Corinth to believe other things. And Paul heard about those things and, and uh, he wrote the letter of 1 Corinthians, the, the first letter we see in, uh, in the New Testament from, from Paul to the people of Corinth. And he encourages them not to fall into these traps, don't to listen, not to listen to these other teachings that were coming in, to believe in Jesus Christ, to understand who He is and trust in what He has done. And uh, Paul later on decides to go to Corinth and it says it was not a joyful trip. It was, it was much heartache in that trip for Paul as he went to be with the people of Corinth and uh, they didn't accept the message well. And Paul has to go on and he goes on to other places and some, some think he may have written another letter to the, to the people again, or maybe it was just the, the teachings of, about God, that God was working in the people of Corinth. And finally, Paul hears back from uh, Titus the report that they have responded, they have turned away from these false teachings and begun to come after God again. And, and Paul is, is excited to hear this, and he writes the letter encouraging them, saying, keep going, don't give up, this might be difficult, but keep going in Jesus' name. Don't fall back into those old ways, don't believe the lies of the world, but believe in Jesus Christ and continue on in this, and you will do well. So this morning, if you've been struggling with fear, if you've been struggling with anxiety, or you know someone who has... And I think that's pretty much all of us. I pray that this message, this, this series will bring hope to you and a hope that you can pass on to others. That this will be a message that inspires you but also challenges you to speak out the hope of you have that others too might discover that in Jesus' name. And I just want to pray together now as we begin this, this service, this, this series together, that God would do that, that He would have His way in us and through us in Jesus' name. Let's pray together. Lord God, we thank you so much for your presence with us always. We thank you, God, that you are the almighty creator of all things, that you know us, that you understand us, that, Lord Jesus, you came and you endured all that we go through. You understand what it is to be human. And, Lord God, I just thank you that you are able to bring comfort, that you are able to bring hope through the darkest, most difficult times. And God, I just pray that through this series, you would help us to stand, to not be afraid. God, that you'd help us to be filled with courage, filled with faith and hope, 
and love for this world, that we could be your church that you desire in Jesus' name. Amen. So let's turn to the book of 2, Timoth- uh, 2 Corinthians and read together from verse 1. If you've got your Bibles there, I encourage you to read along with us. Uh, open up your Bible and, and get to know the Word of God. We're going to begin in verse 1 as Paul greets the people and you just hear his love for those people. He just so cares about those people of Corinth. And you know, even as I read it, I, I, I want you to know how much I, I pray and I, I, I really hope that this fills you with faith and confidence in Jesus Christ too. It says, This letter is from Paul, chosen by the will of God to be an apostle of Christ Jesus, and from our brother Timothy. I am writing to God's church in Corinth and to all of his holy people throughout Greece. May God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. God is our merciful Father and the source of all comfort. He comforts us in all our troubles so that we can comfort others. When they are troubled, we will be able to give them some of the comfort God has given us. For the more we suffer for Christ, the more God will shower us with His comfort through Christ. Even when we are weighed down with troubles, it is for your comfort and salvation. For when we ourselves are comforted, we will certainly comfort you. Then you can patiently endure the same things we suffer. We are confident that as you share in our sufferings, you will also share in the comfort God gives us. We think you ought to know, dear brothers and sisters, about the trouble we went through in the province of Asia. We were crushed and overwhelmed beyond our ability to endure, and we thought we would never live through it. In fact, we expected to die, but as a result, we stopped relying on ourselves and learned to rely on God, who raises the dead. And He did rescue us from mortal danger, and He will rescue us again. We have placed our confidence in Him, and He will continue to rescue us. And you are helping us by praying for us, And many people will give thanks because God has graciously answered so many prayers for our safety. You know, point number one this morning is that God is the source of all comfort. God is the source of all comfort. He is the one who created the world and everything in it. And when we are broken, when we are afraid, when we are hurting, when we don't know what's going on or how to to be in this world, God understands us and He is able to help us. God is the source of all comfort. I wonder if as a kid, or maybe kids that are listening in today, if when, you, when you have a toy that breaks, when you have something that breaks, I wonder what you do with that thing. I wonder if you take it to your, your little brother or your little sister and say, hey, can you fix this thing? It, it broke and like it doesn't go back together properly. Or I wonder if maybe you take it to mum and dad. I, wonder, I know certainly in our house when I was a kid, um, if I broke something, as I got older anyway, I certainly didn't take it to my brother. Uh, and if you're listening today, I still love you with all my heart. But uh, when I took something that was broken to my, my oldest brother, he, he would pull it apart and he'd work out how it worked and he'd go, oh yeah, yeah, you've just got to do this and this and this. And he, but it, got never, it never got put back together. <laughs> so many things he'd work out and then it would just be left in pieces and it was broken forever. So I would take it to mum or dad, and certainly in our house, if, if something gets broken, it gets brought to, to, to dad, 
or if I'm not there, it gets taken to Rochelle, and then she brings it to me when I get home. And as I look at a broken thing, I, I look at it, and I think, okay, can I, can I, can I do it now? Can I, can I fix it now that it's dealt with? Or if it's a bit too broken, and like, this needs a bit more time and attention that I've got to give to it now, it kind of goes in the broken box. You know, the broken box are those things that need to get fixed, that haven't yet got fixed, and God willing, one day they will get fixed, but not just now, and maybe just never, but I will do my best, kids, when I can to get to that box. You know the things are in there. And sometimes there's things that are just so broken, I think, you know what, this is not getting fixed, and it's going in the bin. And we we do our best to fix things, but uh, when things are broken, we need to take them to someone who is able to fix them. I wonder if uh, any of you have been trying to learn how to use Zoom over the last few weeks. Or maybe you're trying to learn how to use Facebook, or maybe you're, you're, you're just learning these online things for the first time, and it's a little bit challenging. I know, many of you have spoken to me about it, and when you're trying to learn how to use Zoom or, or any of these sort of things, it, you don't go to someone who doesn't know how they work. You don't go to someone who's never used it before. You go to someone who understands how it's meant to work so they can help you do what it's meant to do. You know, just this last week, we were trying to sort out some things with the, the online service, some things going on in the background that we needed to just fix up a little bit. And uh, a few of us from, from church were trying to kind of work on how to do it and, and make it work properly. And we were struggling to work it out. So I, I contacted a friend in Melbourne who's, who's a bit of a guru with online things. And, and in five minutes, he had sorted out this thing that was going to take us probably days to figure out how to do it. And uh, I was just blown away and so thankful. But you know, when we are struggling, when we are broken, when we don't understand things, we need to come to the one who is the source of all comfort. We need to come to the one who knows us completely. He knows us better than we know ourselves. Come to our Creator, God in heaven, and He is able to help you. He loves you, He knows you, and He is able. Trust Him and come to Him. In James chapter 1, verse 17, it says, Every good and perfect gift is from above, from the Father of heavenly lights. Every good and perfect gift is from our God in heaven. He is the source of all good things. I want to ask you today, in those, in those moments when you are struggling, in those moments when after five weeks of being having all the kids home, which was... Which is, which is wonderful and beautiful, having the whole family together all the time. But after five weeks of, of having everyone at home all day, every day, and trying to do homeschooling together, in those moments when you just start to maybe lose your, your sense of joy and peace a little bit, maybe, just maybe that's happened. Or maybe those moments when you've been in isolation and you feel like you haven't seen another human being in so long that you just don't know if you can keep enduring through this. Or in those moments when you just feel overwhelmed by all that's happening in the world right now. And just a, a sense of, how do we do this? I want to ask you this morning, what do you turn to? Where do you turn in those moments to find your comfort? You know, for me personally, if, if I think about how I respond naturally, how, what I would do in those moments, just in my natural self, for me, I, I'd go for a bike ride. I'd, I'd work out a little bit more, I'd, I'd go for more bike rides, I'd do more Ks out on the bike. And, uh, and, you know, if I'm really honest, in those moments where I just feel totally overwhelmed in life, not just at this time, but in other times and seasons in my life, when I feel totally overwhelmed, when I feel like I, I just cannot continue on in a situation, I just want to go to bed. 
I just want to lie down and pretend it doesn't exist, and I just want to sleep away the problem. It doesn't really kind of fix the problem, but that's my natural tendency. If it seems too big, if I'm totally, totally, totally overwhelmed by a situation, that's where I'd go to. You know, Easter's come and we celebrated Jesus' resurrection, but there's these chocolate things that have seemed to have popped up everywhere in our house. And it's, it's kind of really bad timing, I think, in a lot of ways, because there is chocolate everywhere you turn. And uh, I'm just being honest here, and uh, it's so easy to just grab some chocolate to make yourself get that little sugar high for a moment to feel a little bit better. I wonder where do you turn in those moments where you need comfort? You know, some of those things are okay, but on their own, every one of those things in my life, I feel like is just a mask and not the answer. Some of those things can be great blessings, they can be good things, but if we simply turn to the thing, we are missing out on the hope that God wants us to have. He wants us to understand that every good thing comes from Him, that He is the source of all comfort. And He wants us to understand that every good thing is from Him, to acknowledge Him, that we would not be afraid, that we would have comfort and peace and joy in Jesus' name. God is our source. And you know, some of us naturally in our, in our human instincts, some of us are, are real people of, of courage and are like, yep, I can do all things. Not because Christ strengthens me, but you just feel like you can do anything. And some of us, we feel like we can do anything and we just try and do it all in our own strength until those moments when we crash and we burn and we realize we need to cry out to God. And others of us, we, we struggle to have that confidence and we, we feel like there's no hope. But there is hope. There is hope to be found in Jesus Christ. And every single one of us needs to understand that God is the source of all comfort. Paul says to the Corinthians, he says, I know what's been going on. I know the struggles you've had. I know that you've deviated away from the truth, but now you're coming back to it again. I know what you've gone through and you don't have to be afraid. You don't have to be afraid. We've gone through things, but God is able. He is the source of all comfort. He is our Father in heaven who loves us completely. And he says, all praise to God, who is our merciful, compassionate Father in heaven. Now, I wonder, you might be thinking, well, what do I do when I'm struggling? Maybe you go for a walk. Maybe you read a book. Maybe you play your Xbox. I don't know what you do. Maybe some of us even, we know, if we really think about it honestly, we, we know that some of the things that we're turning to are not healthy things. Maybe some of them are, are really, really not healthy. Some things, maybe they're kind of like, well, it's really not a good thing for us to turn to. Maybe some of us are trying to drown our sorrows. Maybe you're, you're turning to things that are trying to just kind of distract you or, or numb you to the pain that you're going through right now. And maybe some of you are turning to things that are trying to give you a moment of pleasure to, to kind of mask the pain that you're going through. Maybe for some of us, we're turning to a person and thinking that that person is going to be able to make us feel whole, that we're going to be, going to be able to make us feel better about the situation. But people are not the answer to our problem. You know, every person is going through this same situation right now. Everywhere in the world, people are going through the same situation. And other people are not the ones that we can find our hope in. God is the source of all comfort. Well, I want you to ask yourself, are the things that I'm turning to really just a band-aid covering up the problem that's in my heart? 
Or am I turning to the one who gives every good gift? Am I turning and, and thanking God for the gifts, the blessings that He is giving us day by day? Am I acknowledging what He has done and His goodness? I want to read to you from Matthew chapter 10, the words of Jesus to His disciples. It says in Matthew chapter 10, verse 28, Don't be afraid of those who want to kill your body. Or maybe He would say to us today, Don't be afraid of sicknesses and viruses that can kill our body. They cannot touch your soul. Fear only God who can destroy both soul and body in hell. What is the price of two sparrows? One copper coin? But not a single sparrow can fall to the ground without your father knowing it. And the very hairs on your head are all numbered. So don't be afraid. You are more valuable to God than a whole flock of sparrows. Everyone who acknowledges me publicly here on earth, I will also acknowledge before my Father in heaven. But everyone who denies me here on earth, I will also deny before my Father in heaven. You know, we must acknowledge God for who He is and for what He's done. We must acknowledge Him for the things He has blessed us with, the, the, the gifts that He gives us day by day, year after year, month by month. And it's not because God has some kind of... Um, some complex that he needs our praise it's not because God has some ego that needs our praise to make him feel better about himself it's that we need to understand that every good thing we have is a gift from our loving father in heaven we will not know the peace we will not know the joy the the, the life that he wants for us unless we realize that this is a gift to us from God we miss out when we don't appreciate and understand that every good thing, all comfort, every blessing comes from our Father God in heaven who knows you, who understands you and wants you to have life. That's His plan for you. It says if we acknowledge Him, He will acknowledge us. But if we deny Him, if we go on forever ignoring Him and, and not thanking Him, not being aware of His blessings and all that He's done for us, He will deny us in eternity. At the very beginning of the year, I, I spoke about gratitude and how I feel that it's, a, it's God's Word for us throughout this year of 2020, that we be people of gratitude, not letting dreams of future blessings blind us to the blessings in our present. And that is so applicable today. Every, every blessing God has given you, every source of comfort, everything that kind of re refreshes you is a gift from God. Let's be people of gratitude. Paul goes on in verse 8, saying, We think you ought to know. He says, don't be, don't be uninformed, don't be naive about these things. We think you ought to know that we have been crushed we were crushed beyond our ability to endure and we thought we were gone. We thought we were going to lose our lives, he says. But church, you know, God is the source of all comfort. He is the, the, the source of every good thing. But it doesn't mean that we won't go through troubles. Point number two this morning, it doesn't mean we won't face trouble. God is the source of every good thing, but we shouldn't be surprised when we go through troubles and trials and challenges. Jesus promised that we would go through trials in this life. In John chapter 16, verse 33, He says, In this life you will have troubles, you will face trials. But 
Don't be discouraged. Take heart. I have overcome the world. Jesus has won the victory for us. No matter what we face in this life, Jesus has won the battle for us and we can have life. We can know his, his life within us today and for eternity we can know him through Jesus Christ, what he's done for us. And Paul says in verse 9, And through it all, through all that I endured, through all the suffering, through the crushing, we learn to stop trusting in our own strength and we've learned to rely on God's strength. He is our source. He's the one who raises the dead. And He's the one that's able to give us hope and life today. And He did rescue us, Paul says. He did rescue us from those things and He will do it again. And I, and I want you to know today, every one of you listening at home, everyone who's joining in this service today, God did do it then. We can read about what He's done and we can hear about what God's done in other people's lives and He will do it again. He might not do it in the way we expect. He might not do it in the time that we would like sometimes. But God is our comfort. He understands us and He is able in every situation. I just want to say too though that God doesn't just want us to fake it. When we're going through troubles, when we are struggling, He doesn't want us to just pretend that we're not. He wants us to be honest. He wants us to be open about the challenges we face. When we struggle, He says to, to pray for one another. He says to, to, to be open with each other and sh to, to carry each other's burdens. Galatians 6 talks all about that. He doesn't want us to fake it. And you know what? In this season, through this last few weeks, I feel like for most of us, you know, life has its ups and downs normally, but I feel like over the last few weeks, for so many people, the ups and downs are coming so quickly. You might have a, a, an up day or a, an hour or two, and then there's just little bumps in the road the whole time. And I want us to be open, I want us to be honest and, and to, to pray for each other in those situations and in, in those challenges. And I believe that as we share about the challenges we face personally, each one of us, as we share how God works in those situations, as He brings hope and encouragement and helps us to not be afraid, that others too will be encouraged. He wants to use you as you share and just be open about your challenges and your journey with those around you, those who don't yet know Jesus as their Savior. God will use you to help others find hope and comfort in Him too, just as Paul did to the people of Corinth. What Paul's saying is uh, he, he wants us to understand, to recognize that there will always be challenges. But point number three today, God is greater than the trials. God is so much greater than the coronavirus. He's so much greater than the financial hardships we might face. He's so much greater than the isolation that we face. God is everywhere. He knows all things. He is all-powerful. God is greater. Be encouraged today. I want to be totally open and honest with you about my own struggles, though. Just even last week, uh, there was a particular day last week where, as I was beginning to think about the the, the weeks and the months ahead, and, and there's so many unknowns as to how long this will go on for. As I was thinking about all the things that we've done and the things that we're needing to do as we go forward, for us to be the church that God wants us to be through this season, I believe. I just began to see all the things that we needed to do, and I, I began to feel overwhelmed and unable. I began, began to feel so insignificant and, and unable to do those things that feel like God has called us to, to be and to do. And as I, I began to really focus on myself, I just got discouraged and overwhelmed. And as what happens for most of us, we, when we're going through things, other little things happen and it just triggers us off and, and we can so easily go into a state 
But God doesn't want us to be in that place. And praise be to God, through the week I was able to, it didn't take too long for me to realize that, no, you know what? I am not the one who's going to make this happen. God is the one who is at work. He's the one that makes these things possible. He is the one who has made us able to have any of these services go forward and to, to bring us together as a team and to be able to, to do these services. And it's in His strength, it's in His power, it's, it's God's power at work through us that anything is possible. And I want to encourage you that if you've been feeling overwhelmed, discouraged, feeling like you're not able, well, guess what? We're all in this together. And God is able to use us and work through us. And as I began to shift my focus from myself back onto our Savior God in heaven, my, my faith began to rise again. I began to feel courage and hope and even excitement about the future ahead, about what God can do through us. And, and, and I can stand today and say, I am not afraid about the future. I am not afraid about all the things we need to do because my eyes are on Him. We want to take one step at a time. We're going to trust Him and we're going to see what God will do as we are simply faithful to Him. God is great and our faith needs to be in a great God and not in our own greatness or anything great we can do, but simply in Him. You don't have to be afraid. God doesn't want you to have a spirit of fear and timidity, but of power, love and a sound mind. We can stand and say, I am not afraid. Finally, I want to look at what He says in verse 10 and 11. In 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 10 11, he talks about how God did rescue us from those trials. And our confidence is in Him. And he says, you are helping us as you pray for us. And many will give thanks because of these things. Point number four this morning is, God wants us to be people who pray. We cannot know the peace of God. We cannot be the people of God unless we talk to God, our Savior and King. God wants to lead us. He wants to guide us. But if we ignore Him, if we don't talk to Him, we will not see God do the things in our life that we desire for Him to do. And you know, God answers prayer. That shouldn't surprise us. God listens. God knows. He understands. And He answers prayer absolutely. He created all things. He knows all things. And He is able to work in ways that we would never expect. James chapter 4, verse 2 and 3 says, You don't receive because you, because you don't ask. And even when you do ask, it says your motives are all wrong, so you don't receive anyway. Let's be people who ask. Let's be people who ask with right motives. And ask God to move in people's hearts, to ask God to, to bring health and life. Ask, ask people to have God to bring hope into people's lives. And I believe He will answer those prayers. I believe God will bring hope into people's lives as we pray for them. You know, in my office here at church, I, I have every one of your names written up on a board in my office and just this week, I've been going through that board, looking at every one of your names, praying for you by name, and just committing you to God as I, as I just pray with God. Because God answers prayer, and we need to be praying for one another. I want to encourage you to, to, to have a prayer journal. If you don't have one, get a piece of paper and begin to write down the people you want to pray for. Pray for people. Commit them to God. Give them to God. Ask Him to move in their lives. Because God is a God who answers prayer. I want to ask you this morning, what is your confidence in? Truly, what is your confidence in? When, when and if financial hardships hit you, what is your confidence in? 
when isolation just seems to get on top of you and you feel overwhelmed, what is your confidence in? When sickness tries to press in upon us, what's our confidence in? I want to say to you today that if your confidence is in Jesus Christ, when whatever happens, when this happens, when, when that happens, what, when anything comes into our life, if our confidence is in Jesus Christ, if we know that we are forgiven, that we are loved by God, that no matter what happens in our life, we can stand and say, I am not afraid in Jesus' name. No matter what happens, you will stand. You will be able to endure and say, I am not afraid. I'm here for the glory of God. This life is not my own. I've been bought with a price and my life is in His hands. Is that you today? Is your confidence truly in Him? Jesus gave His life upon the cross so that we could be forgiven of our sin and have eternal life. God doesn't want you to do a single day, a single moment of any day without an understanding and an awareness of His love for you. He knows you, He cares about you, and He wants you to be filled with hope at this time. I want to pray for you today. I want to pray for every single person who's joining with us during this service and ask that God would bring a sense of peace a sense of hope and even a sense of excitement at what He might do in you and through you for God's glory. If maybe you've been afraid, maybe you've been overwhelmed with anxiety, maybe you've just been feeling totally burdened and, and, and like you can't continue in this sense of isolation, I want to pray for you today. And let's just, just wherever you are, just, just bow your head, just close your eyes, unless you're driving a car, if you're listening to this on the, as you're driving. Let's just pray together now. Lord Jesus, I just thank you so much that you know us, you understand what we're going through. Lord Jesus, you came to this earth and Lord, you endured all things so that we could be filled with hope, that we could know your love for us and have hope through all things. And God, I just pray today, I thank you for your word. We thank you for the testimony we have of Paul who endured through these trials and who declared that it's not, he, he, didn't, he no longer had a confidence in himself, his confidence became in you. And just as we put our confidence in, in you also, Lord, we are able to endure. And we, we thank you, God, for these things. We thank you, God, for speaking to us and just encouraging each one of us today. God, I thank you for just bringing hope and courage where there's been despair and anxiety. Lord, let there be joy about what you can do through us instead of a sense of hopelessness about the future. God, I thank you for just speaking into particular situations and challenges, for giving insight and wisdom and and courage to face the struggles ahead, Lord, in Jesus' name. Lord, I just pray for health over every person in Jesus' name. And Lord, this morning, even as we gather together, as we We're focusing on your word. I believe there's some people here today that are joining with us. Maybe it's the very first time you've tuned in to listen to this service and you're saying, yeah, I hear this and I want to know this hope. But you've never surrendered your life to Jesus Christ. I want to encourage you today to pray this prayer with me. To surrender your life to Jesus Christ. To ask him to have his way in you. And he says, the Bible tells us that God will forgive you for your sins, that you will be made a new person, you'll be like made new, you'll be a new creation in Christ, the old will be gone, the new will come, and God will help you grow as a, a follower of Jesus 
to become the person He wants you to be, that you'll be filled with that life and that hope that He has for you. And if that's you today, I just want to encourage you to just, just to surrender. Maybe you want to physically lift your hands wherever you are and just say, God, that's me today. I want to surrender. I want to, I want to give my life to you. Maybe you want to click on the, on the online, church online platform. You can click on that button and say, yep, that's me. I raise my hand. I'm surrendering. I want to give my life to Jesus Christ today. Would you join me as we pray together now? Lord God, we thank you for your forgiveness. God, we thank you for your love for us, that you came and died on the cross for our sin. God, we're sorry for our sin. God, please forgive me. Please help me, Lord, to understand everything you've done and your amazing love for us. Thank you, God, for your promises. Thank you, Lord, for your Holy Spirit. And God, I just pray that you would come upon each of us right now. So thank you, God, for, for each of those people this morning that are praying that prayer and saying, God, I surrender. I give you my life this morning. I just pray they would have a sense of your love, a sense of your, your power and confidence coming into their life through Jesus Christ, that they would know that they can stand through all these things. What a, what a great privilege it is that we can have forgiveness through Jesus Christ, that we can know our Creator God, that He is for us and not against us. And I encourage you to share your testimonies, the, the moments you've struggled and how God's brought you through those things. Um, I encourage you to connect. If you would like to connect more with us here at CFC, uh, you can connect, click on that connect button or go to our website at cfccolac.com and you can find ways to join in with us more and, and find out more about the things that we're doing. Uh, but this morning, we want to we take communion together. We're going to have communion in just a moment and encourage you in, as this next song plays to just go and find a piece of bread and maybe you've got a cup of grape juice or some other thing. As I've said other weeks, it doesn't really matter what you're eating and drinking, just that we would do this in remembrance of Jesus Christ. Our confidence is in His sacrifice for us and not in ourselves. And we're going to listen to this song, Another in the Fire. And it's all about how God has worked through other people, through the, the fires they went through, through the trials and challenges they went through, how God was faithful, how God held them up and made them strong. It talks about how through the fire, like Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego in Daniel chapter 3, God brought them through the fire. As Moses and the, the people of Israel went through the Red Sea, God held back the waters. And God is faithful still today. And He will work in your life as we continue to trust in Him. Just encourage you to go and get those elements, the, the drink and, and the bread and the biscuit. Let's just hold those things as we listen, as we sing this song before we take communion together. Romans chapter 8 before we take communion together. Romans chapter 8 verse 31 says, What shall we say about such wonderful things as these? If God is for us, who can ever be against us? Since He did not spare even His own Son, but gave Him up for us all, won't He also give us everything else? Who dares accuse us whom God has chosen for His own? No one, for God Himself has given us right standing with Himself. Who then will condemn us? No one, for Christ Jesus died for us and was raised to life for us, and He is sitting in the place of honour at God's right hand, pleading for us. Can anything ever separate us from Christ's love? Does it mean He no longer loves us if we have trouble or calamity, or are persecuted or hungry, or destitute or in danger, or threatened with death? 
As the scriptures say, for your sake we are killed every day. We are being slaughtered like sheep. No, despite all these things, overwhelming victory is ours through Christ who loved us. And I am convinced that nothing can ever separate us from God's love. Neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither our fears for today or our worries about tomorrow. Not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let's eat and drink today, remembering and celebrating that our hope is in Jesus Christ, that He has won the victory, that we can stand and say, I am not afraid today because I know Jesus is my God and my Savior. Let's eat and drink together today. say again thank you so much for joining with us today if you haven't already please leave a comment in the comment box there and let us know you're joining with us wherever you are i really pray that god has given an, an encouragement to you today that you'll feel inspired and, and built up that you will be able to stand and say i am not afraid through all the storms that we go through right now god is our strength he is the source of our comfort and he loves us if you could please share this service with others and help them hear the message too that would be fantastic. And if you'd like to connect more and find, find out more about youth or kids' services, or maybe you want to join a life group through this time and, and join with others as we study God's Word together, please send us an email um, at cfccolac at gmail.com or you can click in the comment box there or go to the website and find out more information there. Thank you so much for joining us. Please, if you can, stay along for Kids Church. Kids, uh, jump on the Kids Church uh, Facebook page and you can see the service there and join in with the Zoom chats. And maybe today, if you're joining us for the first time or if you're a regular here at CFC, please jump on one of the CFC after church uh, cuppa and Zoom chats and uh, just connect today and be an encouragement to other people today as we do that together. God bless you all. God loves you. So do I. Have a great week.